Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. Friends, welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talk for Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And remember, of course, you can catch me on my drive time show for the rest of your life alongside the sneaker freak Darren Bent from 4 pm Monday to Friday. Now, of course, we start with last night's Scotland v England friendly game. It wasn't really a friendly, it was live on TalkSport. Here's how it sounded. There's the Hamden Roar, the Greeks. The start of Scotland against Bellingham. Twisting, turning, little ball flick for Rashford. Back out towards Walker, drives it in, and he's taken deflection off Bill Foden to give England the lead. Both into a dangerous area. And Robertson can't clear. Bellingham puts it away, and England have two in two and a half minutes. When England play at high revs and high tempo, little give and goes is too much for Scotland at this moment in time. You've got to go in the front foot. High intensity, force the error, and then grow into the game from there. And Scotland haven't done that. And Scotland will bring it forward again with Robertson sliding it in. It's in for an goal. And Scotland are back in the game. It's Harry Maguire on the stretch. There's a different feel around Hampden Park now. This is much better football from England than we've seen for a while. Bellingham. Bellingham able to turn. It's a really good turn as well. Gets away from Christie. Helps it in for Kane. It is a picture book goal. Goal number 59 for his country. He scores away to Scotland again. And that should be job done. They've won by three goals to one. The 600th victory of their history. England played very well, I thought, especially the first half. Uh, they got the 2-0 lead. Makes it difficult to come back. Decent response in the second half from us, I thought. Uh, switch off again and the game goes 3-1 it's, it's over yes the best side won by some distance it was men v boys let's have it right there was only one side on that pitch you mentioned Jude Bellingham there we are watching or Jude Bellendor that's what he should be known because that boy is going to win the Ballon d'Or at some stage scary how good he is really for his age I've never seen anything like it he looks like the complete footballer already obviously I don't want to big him up too much because he's still young and got a, a long way to go um, obviously there's going to be ups and downs for him but from what I see is yeah one of the best players in the world now so yeah really happy to play with him and he's someone that's important for England and the way we play well he's he's on a really good path and he's a you know the thing that I love the most is he he's a real competitor and um, you, you see that he's come into a really hostile environment you know we talked before the game we knew the anthem would be booed 
and we wanted that to give us more energy and he would be one that would respond to that. I saw him standing when it was being played and I could see his uh, body language. So yeah, he, he's uh, incredibly mature. There's still areas of his game that can improve and it's our job to push him. We're away from home in a hostile environment against a very good team at one point away from qualifying for the Euros in their group. There was no easy game in, in international football. So when we come here, we know there's going to be times when you have to you know, defend and I thought we did that brilliantly. One of our players comes onto the field and the opposing fans react as they do. Um, I'm fine with that in terms of the Scotland fans. Why is that created by the ridiculous comments that persist around the player? Um, it's a joke. He's been one of England's most important players in a period of English football where we've got as close as anything for 50 years to doing well. Yesterday, Jim White and Simon Jordan welcomed Spurs manager Ange Postacoglu onto their show to chat all things Spurs and how we found the Premier League so far. Tottenham 5, Spurs look like the real deal and Ange Postecoglou is taking the Premier League by storm and there's new life in this sleeping giant. Tottenham as a challenge, what was it that drew you to them? Exactly that, Son. Um, I love a challenge, you know. I've done that through my whole career that um, I guess every step along the way, wherever I've sort of decided about when to move and I've usually moved on the back of success wherever I've been is because there's a challenge out there that really stirs me. As you said, first, you've got to get asked. So it's, it's that's the first thing. And I was asked. Um, secondly, is you look at what you're going into. And, and I think the fact that it is, for all intents and purposes, one of the biggest clubs in the world, but it hasn't had success for a, for a very long time, was probably the key driver for me. What is the challenge? The challenge is, for me, the same everywhere. To get the team to play a certain kind of football that gives its own fans and punters something to get excited about on a weekly basis and bring success to the club. So slips it into Madison. Madison passed the goalkeeper and in with a little delicate touch, rolling his studs over the ball and arrowing it into the corner. There's no other reason I do what I do. Uh, it doesn't matter where I've been. I want to bring success to this football club, playing a certain way. Um, that never changes. I'm, I'm uncompromising in that. And... Um, success for me is winning things. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, it's not a, a desperation around just winning something because I just don't think that's, you know, that gets you sort of the sustainable um, sort of opportunity to be successful. That for me, it's, it's the roots of it, the foundation of it is just to play the game a certain way, which I believe brings success, but also excites upon excites us. And what would you say is the ceiling for the club in what is one of the most competitive Premier Leagues for some time? Don't like ceilings, don't like floors, don't like uh, any kind of uh, impediments <laughs> that, that limit anything you do in life, uh, Jim. You know, from my perspective, it's let's see where it takes us. You know, I, I you know, when I started this off 26, 27 years ago as a manager, I left the bank to, to become a manager. I can tell you that there was probably plenty of ceilings that were put before me then. And I'm standing here today and... Who knows? Um, I, I don't work that way. For me, it's about trying to get this club to to the levels where I believe it deserves to be. It's got unbelievable training facilities, stadium support. It's got all the ingredients you'd ever want uh, to for, for a club to have success. My role within that is to try and 
manifest that into something more tangible in terms of on field and give the, the punters and supporters something to be proud of. Um, so who knows, mate? We'll see what the whatever whatever the ceiling may exist. Let's see if we can smash through it. If Big Ange wasn't enough, another Premier League manager joined the TalkSport Network yesterday in the form of West Ham gaffer David Moyes. He joined the Breakfast Show to chat about the Hammond's strong start to the season. David, tell me about the start. I mean, everybody, obviously, fantastic season last year. Brilliant, culminating in the European triumph. A lot of people, when you lose somebody of the quality and the stature and the presence of Declan Rice, thought it would be extremely, and it would be extremely difficult to, to replace us. No getting away from that. However, I'm guessing you've been delighted with the way the team have started. Uh, it's been a brilliant start for us. Because to be fair, Koisty, we, we only finished on June the 7th. We've given the boys extra time off. Uh, we had booked a trip to Australia, which meant that we were we're already sort of squeezing it in. We had we had three days back before we flew to Australia. So in truth, our pre-season was was really bog average compared to sort of what you would maybe expect. But you know, in football, you never know how it's going to work. You know, we got some players in a bit later. But I've got to say the boys have come in, have been great. And you know, the way those players have started has given us real confidence. And obviously we've won a couple of really big games. West Ham three, Chelsea one, London derby delight for the Hammers and for David Moyes. Uh, this time last year we hadn't got off to, to a great start, but th- this year we have done. Yeah. David, um, one of those players, James Warprowse, has come in and has settled down really well. And he's sort of, it looks absolutely totally at home uh, with you and the guys, uh, with him and Jared Bowen. Surprised those two weren't picked for uh, for international duty? Ah, well, look, I wouldn't want to be picking the England squad because they've got that many good players, the, the abundance of players <coughs> they've got at the moment, the selection issues the manager must have. is hard enough for himself. But I'm sure both of them were knocking at the door. They must have been very close because their form's been very good. Jared had a chance of it last year, but again, he's he started the season very well with his goals and James has come in and settled in brilliantly well, but probably no more than we've hoped. And I think having <coughs> players with Premier League experience is a bit easier for them to come in and, and get started uh, get started well. And that's it! The referee blows the full-time whistle. No one is bursting this West Ham bubble. Its legacy is irons clad. West Ham win the Europa Conference League. I think to be a European winner, is, is something really special and there's not many people get that opportunity to do so or be in a position to, to try and do so. West Ham over, over many, many years have had a great reputation, but let's be fair, it's been a long, long time. And I heard Adrian Durham talking about there, you know, how long it'd been since we'd won trophies uh, in his when he was recording from the game. But I have to say the night the night was magical for us. Yeah. It was incredible, you know. And uh, us to score sort of in the last minute, you've all been there before, to score a goal in the last minute makes it even more special. No, it was a fantastic achievement, David, that. Can I just ask you one on uh, Jesse Lingard? As a, as a free agent, there's been some rumours, there's been some talk about potentially where he played some some lovely football for you. Um, what was it, a, a year and a half ago, whatever it was. Um, any Anything in that, David, that he might be coming back as a free agent? Well, Jesse's trained with us for three weeks and... Look, he's improved greatly since when he first came in. He's he's he you know he's he's in really good condition or much better condition than when he first came in. But I have to say, when Jesse Jesse joined us a couple of years ago, he scored I think ten goals in fifteen games. He's terrific, he, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Probably the difference was into Europe for the first time, Jesse. So uh, 
I want I want to give him every opportunity to to get back into condition, see how he does. So there's no there's no real update on it at the moment, Andy. But uh, just to say that he's he's back and he's uh, getting much closer to to levels of fitness where you would hope he would be. On Sunday, Germany manager Hansi Flick was sacked after defeat to Japan. Liverpool gaffer Jurgen Klopp has since emerged as the man they want to replace him. On yesterday's Drive Time Show, my show, me and Bentley discussed if being in charge of your country is the pinnacle for a manager. Do you think, firstly, the, I suppose the question is, if they approach him, do you think he'll take the job? Jurgen Klopp? Are you asking me that question? Yeah. Nope. You don't think he will? Not yet, nope. He ha- he ha- Why do you think that is then? Because we've had this discussion before about international football and managers. I think... From, he, he turned the job down two years ago, by the way. I think for managers nowadays, mm. I don't necessarily think the national team is always the be-all and end-all, like the, the summit. I think now, because you speak about Eddie Howe at Newcastle, with the project they've got going on, being in Champions League, he's not leaving Newcastle to manage England. Because, and for Jürgen Klopp as well. I know you got the Euros, which is in Germany, mm. which would be quite special. Oh my goodness, wouldn't it? But if, if Jürgen Klopp and that Germany job, that job will always be there for him. But he's a top, top manager. So that job there, they, they, he could turn around in four or five years' time and go, do you know what, I'll take the job now, and they'll give it to him. Why is it Liverpool Football Club? There's, I'm not leaving Liverpool to go to Germany. Especially the state of that national I know, team. But if he's, I know, you're right. But if he's trying to build a Liverpool side and then he, he looks like his players are leaving, then there's a possibility Mohamed Salah might mm. leave in the next window. We don't know the conversation. In, in a year's time, football changes very but quickly. Why, but why, this is a question, we're not, I think it's a massive question. What is bigger now for a manager? Is it club or is it country? Depends on the club. If you're a club in the Champions League, much bigger than an international job. Much bigger. I think managers nowadays, if you have the opportunity to manage Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, or manage England, mm. you're taking one of the bigger, the big, the big boys. Like I'm pretty sure if Gareth Southgate offered one of them jobs before he took the England job, he would have taken City, Arsenal, Man United. Yeah, yes, there is that, and there is the argument to be had that he's got the England managerial job, but he probably couldn't get a job in the Premier League at, at, at a top level. Like if you're a club, yeah. and again, no disrespect to some of the clubs in the Premier League, but if yeah. you're Middle of the road, lesser club. Yeah. Then and you've got an opportunity to manage England because you're a good English coach. Then I can understand it. You jump at the chance. But if you're a, cl- a manager, an English manager, that's pl- and I'm using England as an example because I'm from England. If you're an English manager and you're managing one of the Champions League sides, you're not leaving that behind to go and manage England. But are you talking about a side that's got Champions League football? So for I'm saying Newcastle mm-hmm. and Eddie Howe's got a, you know, is there long term? Mm-hmm. But if they were to get knocked out of the Champions League or they didn't have Champions League football this year and they're approaching, would you then say, actually, maybe mm, you should take the job? Maybe, but still, I still think Newcastle was, is probably the more attractive job. What they're building, what they're trying to build, the money they've got, the infrastructure that they're trying to build, the players that they can bring in, that day-to-day running of that football club, I still think that's more attractive. So I think Eddie Howe, again, if Eddie Howe does what he does and stays at Newcastle for five years mm. and they do big things, again, that England job will always be there okay, for let him. Let me ask you this. Um, David Moyes... If he got approached to be the national manager of, of Scotland, Scotland, uh, should he leave? I'm going to throw a few, a few at you. What to mean manage Scotland? Yeah, no, no. Really? Yeah, I don't that think... really surprised yeah, me. Yeah, no. no. West Ham just won a European trophy. No, he's not leaving West Ham to go to Scotland yet. No. Okay. What about um, if the manager of Brighton, Deserby, if the manager of Brentford, Thomas Frank, what to become their if their, their national teams came? Deserby Italian. Yeah, he got yeah. to take that. You've got to take that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, of course you have. It's Italy. You've got to take that. Okay. What about um, uh, Emery? You know Emery, Aston Villa. If the, if the national team... Of Spain. Or, or of Spain. It, it doesn't have to be the, the, their home no. side. I, 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 I generally think a lot of it comes down to what club you manage. I think a lot of managers nowadays, aspirations, are A, to manage in the Premier League. Yeah. And then to if you can get a, if you get a Champions League job. Like, English managers don't really get... 
that often the top top jobs today. Like Eddie Howe's no. at Newcastle, no. but I'm talking about Man City's at their pomp. Mm-hmm. The, the English managers don't really get the opportunity. Frank yeah. got it, I know, um, because of obviously Chelsea connections. I get all that. Grand Potter got given an opportunity, but that's not the norm. They don't really get that. So once they get hold of that, they'd rather do that Champions League football than England national. Do side. you think it's always been like that when you were when you were a kid? Not when you were a player. When you were a kid growing up. Mm. See, I remember the England managerial job was, was the, the job. I remember it that. Was. I remember. So it was when the, has that changed? The money in football, the money in Champions League football, the is prestige that, that comes with you. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And finally, on to boxing and TalkSport Sam Ellard recently caught up with promoter Eddie Hearn and asked him for the latest on a potential Anthony Joshua v Deontay Wilder fight. We were talking um, prior and we've got a meeting after as well. Um, we've agreed our end for the fight in, in uh, Saudi. Obviously, there is a changing in um, environment there of different people putting on different events yeah. now. But for us, we've agreed terms, and Deontay has agreed terms, but it is a slow process and it's a frustrating process. And we will start to now explore alternative sites for that fight. It's not really a case of you know, downing tools. It's one of the biggest fights of all time in the division. Yeah. So we can take it to other territories, but we had an, uh, an offer that we agreed in principle and we wanted to move forward but at sooner or later we got to move on and you know I would love to look at that fight in Las Vegas I would love to look at that fight in Wembley I think it would be incredible but there is a chance that AJ may fight in December if we can't lock that in for January maybe we push it to March or April and we look at alternative venues there's other sites that want that fight but sometimes the more traditional sites will also create a huge event and you know only last night we were looking at the numbers for uh, Las Vegas, yeah. thinking, wow, Joshua against Wilder in Las Vegas. You know, maybe that would be something that will be remembered for a long time. So we'll see, but you know, we'll speak to Deontay Wilder's team tonight. They want the fight. We want the fight. There's no, you know, but it's slow, and sooner or later we're going to have to look elsewhere. If AJ does fight again in December, 
who would it be against? Um, I think it would be a, a top ten. You know, everybody asked me that. I threw a couple of names out the other day: Philip Hergovic, Andy Ruiz. I, I don't know is the answer because we've just been focused on Wilder. So he's rumoured to be looking at a fight himself in November sure. and I get that because he hasn't boxed for a long time as well so we'll have to see what happens but AJ boxed in April he boxed in August if he can box in December as well that's three fights in what eight months is incredible for him but he's enjoying it and uh, but he also wants the big fights and that really is the, the two fights out there for him are Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. You mentioned he's fought twice already this year you know we've, we've covered the fights and talks mm. before we've got to speak to him he looks and seems in a in a really really good place mm. again it looks like he's he's loving his boxing do you think there's even bigger things ahead for AJ moving forward he looks in a great place yeah, I think people talk about you know his style I think he's just become a mature fighter a smart fighter and you know if there's an easier way to win whilst also knocking people out nice I don't mind that and especially when you're fighting someone like Deontay Wilder so I think the main thing for him is he's loving what he's doing he's enjoying his work you know he's obviously based out now in Dallas with, with Derek James they've had two fights together um, and they're only going to get better Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talk to Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. I'll be back later on today at 4pm alongside Darren Bent, looking back at that England win. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.